Hello and welcome to Applies Job Bytes. We're a podcast that covers jobs, job searching, the job application process, career growth and development, and almost everything in between. Our show is sponsored by Apply.io, the free browser extension that helps you apply to jobs with a single click and writes really good cover letters for you using AI. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Applies Job Bites. I'm Jean, your host, and with us on the show today is Daphne Valson. Daphne, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Daphne, um, I was thrilled to get you on the uh, show with us today. As I see that you've had a very interesting career, you've worked in the education sector. I see you've held some sort of public sector positions. And of course, you are an ICF accredited and qualified career coach, and you've been doing that for many years now. Uh, on today's episode, we'd love to discuss promotions with you. My my own personal experience from people I've worked with and from uh, friends and family members who I hear talking about their work is that there's often a kind of a bit of a, a divide in, in people's understanding of the promotion process and the times at which they, uh, sometimes people are surprised. They're surprised that they're promoted or they're surprised that they haven't been promoted. So um, I'd love to start off with uh, a discussion with you around, you know, how if someone wants to be promoted, how should they plan for that? What does that look like? What kind of question should they ask? Sure. So I think that's a really great question that you ask. And I think that one of the biggest challenges in general in the workplace is that people have different expectations. What the boss expects you to do is different what you think you're supposed to do in the position. What you feel is great, is doing a great job, is different than what the boss feels is doing a great job. So for job seekers, I think that one of the best things that you can do when you get into a position is develop a 30, 60, 90-day plan. So develop a plan for what it is that you want to accomplish, things that you want to be doing, to making sure that make to make sure that you can really do your job well. Um, compared to, you know, what it would look like if you weren't doing it well or compared to coming into a job and being confused. So what that looks like is you researching online, what do 30, 60, 90 day plans look like in your sector? What are the things that others are doing when they first get to their jobs, right? But then also you having a conversation with your colleagues and especially with your supervisor about what the next 30 days, 60 days, 90 days should look like when it comes to your position. And also asking them, what can I do to make your job easier? What can I do to be be a really amazing employee in this position or a really great manager in your perspective? And then from whatever it is that they say, developing what are a top two or three priorities that you feel are amazing um, for me in my position. What do you think? If I, if, What three things do you believe if I completed these things and I did them well would make you feel like I was really, really a great employee? And then if you can, in that same conversation, ask them about what other opportunities are available for someone like me who does a, this position really well based on the expectations and the metrics that we've just set out. And if I were to do this position well, what would it look like for me to be able to take my impact and influence on the company to the next level? So not like, what would it look like for me to get paid more? Or <laughs> what would it look like for me to get promoted? You could say that, but I would, I would position it more so in the impact 
that you can have within the company. So doing it before you even get deep into the role, I think is the best time. Now, if you, you're already in a position and that time has passed, you're not able to kind of lay out those expectations in the beginning of your role. I think the other place that would be a really great place to talk about expectations is during your annual evaluation. So every uh, position does this differently. Every company does this differently. Like Google has a very specific way of doing this, um, for example. Uh, but if you have an annual evaluation or annual observation, have that be a place of discussion about what your next level would look like in terms of the impact that you could have on the company based on however your evaluation goes. And if you're like me, so I had a job, when I, I think it's in my first salary position that I had, there was no evaluation um, in place. And I asked my employer, I said, hey, uh, I was wondering if we were able to take some time for you to tell mm. me what are the things I'm doing really well in my position and what are some things that you think I could do better in my position? And he was in shock. And he said that, basically he said that for someone to ask him that, for someone to take initiative and want feedback is not usual. Um, and that it increased his respect for me. And we actually had a formal sit down where he gave me feedback that to this day was life changing for me. Um, and if, if you do something like that, that is also a great opportunity to say, where do you see me going next when it comes to what would look like my next level to be able to have a bigger impact on this company or organization? So I think those are just a few examples of very practical questions people can ask yeah. and what the timing looks like for where they might be able to ask those kinds of questions. So so it sounds like it, it is about leading the, the kind of conversation with the intent of wanting to deliver more value, like how, how can I basically do more and, and do better? And, and and simply asking the questions to like uncover, like, you know, is, is there a specific answer to that? Is there a specific number? Do we have a target? Or is there something that I'm not currently doing that I should be doing? Yeah, and don't be afraid to take feedback. I know that that's easier said than done. Um, but if you, if you look at your wins, like they're amazing, let's celebrate them and your challenges, I'll call them, um, as lessons. So what can I learn from this that can help me to be better in the future? Not only will that be better for you and how you move forward from your challenges, but it'll also um, look really good to your employer who says, hey, I noticed that you come in right on time to meetings, and I'd like to see you come in early because it makes mm. our division bad. Um, when you're right on time or you're, or you're late. For you to say, you know what? Thank you so much for that feedback. Yeah. I was being right on time thinking that that was great. Or I know sometimes I'm a little bit late. I'm wrapping up doing my work, but that's no excuse. I thank you so much for your feedback. And I'm committed to, to definitely taking that to the next level. So that, that makes you look really good in the eyes of your supervisor. And it also mm. allows to see you in a higher position as opposed to someone who takes offense they're like, you know, she's not ready um, to be a leader in my company. Yeah. Now, one of the things that, that I've heard managers report on, Daphne, is that it can sometimes be difficult. Imagine if you're the manager of like a large team, like say a, a sales team or a customer support team. There's 10, 15, 20 people in that team. And someone is a standout performer. And the kind of they're on track for a promotion. They're 
they've kind of earned this promotion. They're hitting better numbers than other team members, but they're not, they're just not liked by other mm. team members. I've heard managers kind of raise this concern about how it affects other team members if they promote someone who's just broadly not really liked or supported by other uh, members of the team how that would affect their morale whether that would cause some sort of bitterness or resentment if you are gunning for a, a promotion and you're in a team now let's put ourselves in the position of this salesperson um, who wants a promotion how important is it for them to think about like their broader peripheral sort of environment like is it important for people who are aiming for promotions to to think about that environment and they need to have a kind of a, a consensus <laughs> it is i like to whisper when things are super deep so yeah um <laughs> there's a few different angles i could come um come at this from but i'm going to is it okay if i just share an acronym that is helpful for how you should think about yeah. promotions and then I'll, I'll answer within that acronym so there's an acronym that i created and I do speaking engagements and trainings um, and incorporate this acronym into it. So it's the WAVES method of how you increase your impact, grow your influence, but also get a promotion, everyone. Okay, so the W is for your why, right? Understanding what motivates you to move forward. Because let's say you're someone who, you're often um, someone who is in a kind of ten, a, a tense relationship with other people. And you do your job well, and you're really tired of everybody complaining about you and, and how you do things. But if your why allows you to say, you know what, but I'm doing this for my kids in terms of wanting to get this promotion. I want to be able to buy a bigger home. I want us to be able to be in even a nicer neighborhood, and I want to retire early. So that motivation, your why, may be what pushes you forward. The next thing is your action. And I know this mm. is something that you're interested in that you were asking about um, earlier, this is tracking your metrics for what it is that you are accomplishing because you may think that you accomplished a lot on the team. Maybe your colleagues feel like you accomplished a lot on the team. But if you, especially if you have tense relationships with other people, you need some data. So you need to be able to explain that you had a 50% increase, a 20% increase. You did this thing that caused um, a million dollar increase in revenues. Like you need to be able to have data to back up the things that you're saying that you're doing that are awesome. The V is for your voice. Now, this is what you were talking about. So this is how are you perceived by other people on the team? And this is why this is so important, because work is, is often partially about politics. And when I say politics, it's about relationships. Your subordinates may be the key to you getting a promotion based on their relationships with other people or a colleague that you have no idea has influence with a supervisor. Or your ability to create really great relationships can cause a senior VP to be able to promote you three bands up, so three levels up, um, a senior role. So what does your voice look like? There's an acronym I created that's tone. The T is, are you a team player? Does it seem like sometimes you sacrifice for the benefit of the team? It's a short way to, to explain that. The mm. O is for others' opinions matter. So there's a way to listen to people where you're like, oh my gosh, Jean is coming to my desk again and uh, I, I, I don't like listening to his ideas like what he says doesn't make sense he's smiling all the time he irritates me so a great leader can listen and say Jean or oh, you have an idea okay well let me hear it they listen to your idea and they say thank you so much for offering that let me take some time and think about it 
and then I'll get back yeah. to you to let you know what we decide, right? So others' opinions matter. The end is negotiation. How do you bring what other people are saying to the table and you bring what you want to the table and everyone feels like they win in the end? Um, and the E is your energy. Do you show up to work and they're like, hey, Lisa, how are you doing today? How was your weekend? And you're like, it was fine. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all of those things together, right? The team player, others' opinions matter, negotiation, yeah. energy, they all impact your ability to get promoted. Um, because people in business, they buy from who they trust and what like. And I feel that even in your career, people advocate for, they give new positions for, they give opportunities to people they trust and what like. It's just kind of the way the world is, right? So the E is environment in the WAVE acronym, right? So the E mm. is for environment. How you impact your team. Are you a, what I call a culture changer? The way that you operate, does it make your team better? Do they say, you know what? Right. If John was on a team, we would not be able to achieve more. Or if we're going to do this um, partnership with Chase Bank, we need John on the team in order to make it work. So there were two positions that I had where everyone else was let go. True story, y'all. True story. Um, everyone else was let go except for me. The second position, mm. my boss was let go and the whole team was let go. And his boss hired me. And I think, even though I love my team members and they were great people, but I think it's because they knew I could do like project management. I could do sales. I could do marketing. I could recruit. Always had a very good um, kind of energy about the team. Always trying to help folks, but could do a lot of things and was very disciplined, right? But it's also about perception because I could have been able to do a lot of things, but not been someone who they wanted to keep around at all. And then the last thing is your special touch. So for me, what that means is knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses, and developing a professional development uh, plan mm. around your areas of growth, but also enhancing your strengths. So for you, interacting with others isn't an area of strength for you. That's emotional intelligence. You want to get trained on how to do that. And some may think that you can't do that. There's no way you can change. But there are so many leadership trainings um, and so many emotional intelligence trainings. And there are coaches that specifically work to develop that skill right. You can totally become a leader that people really think of as an inspirational leader. So that's my long answer um, to that question. But it all it all is impactful, um, definitely. Thank you for asking that question. Yeah, I think it's so fantastic that your your answers, whilst you elaborated on them, can be neatly packaged into those memorable acronyms, right? Uh, remember your waves and your tone. Yeah, that that that's amazing, Daphne. Ones ones for our listeners to remember. What is the best way for anyone who's heard our discussion today and wants to reach out and connect with you? What's the best way for them to do that? Sure, they can go to my website. It's DaphneValson.com. Um, they can email me at Daphne at DaphneValson.com as well. Um, or if they're an Instagram person, um, I'm at DaphneValson as my handle. Facebook, Facebook.com slash DaphneValsonCoaching. But contacting me through my website or through email are probably the best ways to contact me. Awesome. I'm so glad that we got you on the show today, Daphne. Uh, thanks for coming on. And thanks for everyone who's tuned in. Catch you next time. My pleasure. Thank you. Hey, we hope you enjoyed the show. For any feedback, requests, or suggestions of things that we should include on upcoming shows, please drop us a line at contact at apply.io. Thanks, and we'll catch you next time.
takes all the pain out of a blind bitch jobs away. Apply in a single click, start and track. Your application's never write a cover letter again. 